Good morning, everyone. It's Angie. Welcome back to Women with Crowns. Um, wanted to talk to you just a few minutes about something that's been on my heart here lately, and it's about having the having love, the God kind of love, uh, the Jesus kind of love, the kind of love that only He can bring to us um, through His Word by His Spirit. Um, with all the stuff that's going on in the world uh, around us this day and time with um, the coronavirus and with all the rioting and all the evil things that are going on in this world today. And he says, in this world you shall have trouble, but in me, um, you know, comes all good things. And I'm paraphrasing that, but that's that's what his word is. Um, all good things and the good news of Jesus Christ. And um, and by having the God kind of love, it's a, it's a spirit-filled life, and it's a spirit-filled life with Jesus, and it's a wonderful it's wonderful that and one day of it makes life worth living. One day of walking in His Spirit, one day of walking in love, um, His kind of love is worth living, especially uh, this day and time, and. Um, I got some of my scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, where it talks about love. And if I hang on just a second, I'll get it pulled up and we'll read just a little bit of what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I had it pulled up and then, you know, it just mysteriously went away. But I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Uh, I like how the Passion says a lot of things and just puts it out there a little bit more. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, If I were to speak with the eloquence in earth's many languages and in heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging Symbol, And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of life, of faith that could move mountains but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. If I were to be so generous, if I and if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I owned to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never fails. Love never takes failure as a defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. 
And that was uh, cha uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. And that's what I focused on, the chapters that I focused on with love. And um, and according to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, someone walking in love does not seek to dishonor anyone and is not after self-gain. We have to remember that. Uh, we're to never dishonor anyone. And there's a lot of dishonor that is going on in the world around us and in um, the nation of America. There's so much dishonor among people and individuals. Um, it's very, it's sad that uh, this is taking place. Um, but you know, there's greater love. Love is the one thing that will never, ever fade away. Everything, the world, this world as we know it, it'll fade away one day, but His love will never fail. And that's what you and I are to strive to do is to love, to love ourselves because we first have to love Jesus because he first loved us and uh, we're to walk in that love and continue loving ourselves and loving others and striving to love others the way that uh, he tells us to love in Corinthians and many other uh, places in the Bible. And... Um, to love like Jesus, I found some of these things. Uh, we must be mindful. Uh, we need to connect more deeply with our lives, with the people in them, rather than living a detached, disconnected existence. And what does that kind of sound like that's going on in the world today and what um, the world is trying to tell us that we need to do? We need to socially distance from one another. Um, don't... Uh, Got, have big gatherings of people uh, because of the virus going on and everything. And um, that's not what he wants. He wants us to stay connected to one another. He wants us to um, stay connected to one another because that's how we draw strength as God's people is to stay connected and uplifting one another and loving one another. And it also says uh, to love like Jesus we need to be approachable. And to be approachable, that means that uh, there is people out there counting on you and I and other believers um, that they can have a place to come to and a person to talk to uh, with uh, things that are going on in their lives. And uh, we're to be full of grace. And uh, I looked it up, and grace is kindness. It's a charming or attractive trait or characteristic and a beauty. And uh, that's what full of grace is. And Jesus is the ultimate meaning of grace uh, to me. He shows us what grace is and what grace looks like and how grace loves. And um, so just remember that. Be mindful, be approachable, be full of grace, be bold, and be self-giving. Self uh, giving of ourselves to others, giving of our time to others, giving our love to others. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, someone walking in love does not seek to dishonor anyone and is not only after self-gain. And there's a lot of dishonor going, in the going on in the world today and in America today. Um, uh, they're dishonoring, I believe, our president. Um, they're dishonoring one another. Uh, they're, they're seeking after... Uh, their self-gain and what, how it can benefit them and how it can help them. 
um, but we're to uplift and we're to pray for our president. We're, pr- we're to pray for our leaders. Uh, pray that their blinded eyes would be opened and that love is greater than anything in this world. Like I said, love will last throughout time, throughout eternity. That's the one thing that is going to last and it's going to get us through this. And love is slow to anger and does not rejoice in anything evil. A person who works in love always looks for the truth and keeps no record of wrong. And that's a hard thing to do. Um, or it is for me at times and has been. Uh, I'm overcome, I've am over. i overcame it a lot. Uh, I try not to hold no record of wrong. I don't mean to hold no record of wrong. But when people hurt you and they keep maybe doing the same things over and over, it's hard, but our mind wants us to hang on to the bad things and not to rejoice in the good things. Um, And to be a follower of Christ is to take a stand on the values of faith, hope, and love, with love prevailing above all else. Uh, The chapter of Corinthians, um, in addressing the themes of integrity and of the heart, Um, And also Paul is talking about that we need to use love as a driving characteristic of what motivates our actions. And uh, I have a few questions um, that came up, and uh, there's about three of them. I'll just uh, put them out there to you. Is it possible to love like Jesus? And especially, is it possible to love like Jesus without the Holy Spirit? In our lives, have uh, living a spirit-filled life. Uh, do you struggle with love? Um, you know, love is a hard. It is hard, and I I struggled with it. Uh, not as much these days in my life, but I I try to make it a practice to always uh, look for love and to uh, speak daily and. Pray that I always have the God kind of love that his word talks about. And how do we overcome the struggle with love? And I think we overcome the struggle with love by loving and continuing to love. And through his spirit, that's how we uh, continue to love and to remember to love like Jesus. And love is patient. Love is kind. Uh, It doesn't envy Love is not rude, and uh, rude, it refers to bad behavior or just plain bad manners. Um, Rude also means crude or basic. Um, So just remember that um, we all sometimes, I think, can tend to have a a rudeness about us, and not intentionally, but if you get tired or if you just get tired of situations, um, I think our... Uh, voices can come across as rude sometimes, even though we're not meaning to do that. So just remember, just remember that. Um, and uh, self-seeking, love is not self-seeking, and it's the act of, or practice of selfishly advancing one's own ends, only to further one's own interest. And we're just by human nature, we want things uh, to go the way that we want them to go. Uh, we want we're just, we can, as human beings, we can just be selfish if we're walking in the flesh all the time. And that's why it's so important to walk in the spirit, in the spirit of love. And love is not angry. And angry is a strong feeling of being upset or annoyed because of something wrong or bad. Which, you know, the Bible does say to be angry and sin not. Um, you can get angry about situations, but it's when you put those 
anger things into action, into practice. And uh, that feeling makes someone want to hurt other people, to shout. The feeling of being angry. And, um, hey, I've shouted when I've been angry and I've actually, you know, thought, oh, I'd just like to punch them, you know. Uh, But that's really not what we're to do. Um, So it's okay to get angry about a situation and then to just take it to God in prayer and say, you know, I'm struggling with this. This is really getting on my nerves. I mean, he understands. He wants us to talk to him um, and express to him how we're feeling. And he'll give us the answer of how we're supposed to approach things and how we're supposed to do. And then love is not evil. Um, And it means morally wrong or bad, immoral, wicked, harmful, or injurious. That which is evil, evil quality, intention, or conduct, the force in nature that governs and gives rise to wickedness and sin, the wicked or immoral part of someone or something, stay away, and the word says to stay away from foolish arguments of immature, um, of the immature. And for these disputes will only generate in us more conflict. For a true servant of our Lord Jesus will not be argumentative, um, but gentle toward all and skilled in helping others see the truth, having great patience toward the immature. Then with meekness, we are to be able to carefully enlighten those um, who argue with you, who argue with you and I um, so that they can see God's gracious gifts of repentance That's what we're wanting is repentance and someone to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's to be brought and to be brought to it with truth. And this will cause them to rediscover themselves and ourselves and to escape from the snare that Satan has, who has caught them in his trap so that they would carry out his purposes. Um, So... But God is greater than any evil that is going on in this world. God's love is greater than any hate or anything that's going on in this world. It may not seem to be, but it is. And um, and, we're just, and we can stay away. We can love people. We don't have to like their actions because God doesn't like the actions of evil people. But he still loves people because he created you and I. He created people, but he didn't create us to live in chaos. He created us to to walk in his kingdom upon this earth uh, that he has set for us. And Titus 3, 9 through 11, I think, explains it really well. It says, but avoid foolish controversies, um, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As a person, as for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, having nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is wrapped, warped, and sinful, he is self-condemned. So just remember that. We're not to to really be fooling with these people and with these controversies. Um, I think we're to pray for them. I think we're to pray uh, for them to know the love of God, the true love of God, because I think they believe that they're walking and doing what is right in their own eyes. Um, I think they think they're loving the way that you're supposed to love, and they're just loving I don't, I don't think it can even be called love, the destruction and everything that uh, is going on. Uh, I'm not 
I'm definitely not saying that the things that took place was right. Uh, people should be held accountable for their actions. But I think that uh, what's happening and tearing down the statues and tearing down all this stuff, they can do that all day long and all the time they have. But in the end, they're going to see that God's love is going to last forever. And people need to see God's love in you and I. Um, and I found this one thing I was reading the other day. I shared it uh, a little while back uh, on a on my Facebook Women with Crown uh, video that I did. Um, this is from another pastor uh, in the western part. And uh, God is good is more than a positive thought or a theological concept. What you do with these three words defines your reality and determines your destiny. The whole earth is filled with the goodness of the Lord. When assurance of God's goodness is the cornerstone of our theology, it defines everything else and shapes who we are and how we do life. Seeing His goodness changes our countenance. Seeing His goodness assures us that no matter what's happening, it is going to turn out for His glory and our strength. His, this core value frees us from questioning why and positions us instead to be part of the answer. Jesus always had a redemptive solution. Jesus came to reveal the Father to the orphaned planet. The Father's love is the primary revelation He came to bring. Now we have the privilege of representing God's goodness through our own example. We get to bring this revelation of the Father's heart in a way that is tangible so that people can taste and see and experience a good, a God who is good. More than just positive thinking, recognizing His goodness connects us to the eternal heart of God's love for us. If your belief that God is good is the primary lens through which you see life, you'll always have hope and you'll always be encouraged. And I think you'll always be an encourager by that. And that's what I want to be. I want to be an encourager. I want to love and I want to have greater love each and every day that I walk this life. Um, and I hope that this has helped you. Uh, I hope that uh, you learn to walk more and more in love. And I do the same. And that is my uh, bless, my, that is my prayer. Uh, for each and every person that listens to this, that women, that we have our crowns, like I said, our crowns get tilted sometimes, but like I said in the beginning, and why I do this women with crowns, is to become overcomers in an overwhelming world. And we are living in an overwhelming time right now to so many people. So I want to encourage you to be an overcomer so that we can help others become overcomers and become women and young ladies become overcomers and have our crowns and wear them proudly and let the light shine in us and through us and to penetrate into other people. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. And until next time, have a great and awesome day and weeks ahead and walking in health prospering, walking in joy, and walking in greater, greater love. And with that being said, I love you guys and talk to you later. Bye-bye.